Today on the podcast, I'm joined by a real Corrie legend. A few months ago, I chatted with Sally Ann Matthews, and now it's the turn of her recently discovered, distantly related <laughs> cousin. She played yeah. Corrie Glamour Samuel Baldwin in the 80s and 90s and was one half of one of the show's most iconic couples. It's Amanda Barry. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today. A pleasure. <laughs> lovely, lovely speaking to you. I'm honoured. Don't be honoured, darling. Just wait till the end of your finished talking. You might be horrified. Go on. <laughs> yeah, your mind all about you after that. So when I was writing that intro there, I was like, are you, are you Amanda Baldwin? Oh, sorry, are you Alma Baldwin or Halliwell yeah. or Cedric? Which yeah. one do you consider the character to be? I liked, always like the word, I always liked Cedric. There yeah. was something about Alma Cedric. Was, uh, to me, I thought that was really great, Alma Cedric. And yeah. then, of course... I became Baldwin, the yeah. dreaded Baldwin, wife of the dreaded Mike. Yes, yes. We will anyway. talk about him later for sure. I just wanted to go back to the beginning because my wife and I have been watching some of the older episodes recently and um, chronologically. And when we get to 1981, we were like, oh, yeah, Elmer's in it now. Then he disappeared off for a bit. <laughs> what happened? I, the I vanished. I vanished. I was so good in it that they didn't ask me back for another, I don't know, some years or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was supposed to be just a minor part at the beginning, man. I think I had to come in to sack Pat Phoenix. I yeah, remember man. thinking, I've been a leading lady in the West End, and I've done all this work, and now I'm a gibbering wreck because I'm standing in front of Pat Phoenix. Pat Phoenix, I'm in the coronation suite. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit like that. You felt what, a bit. What was she like to work with? Oh, she was great. I mean, but I mean. It was so it was so peculiar because I don't suppose we did it because we were so much theatre people in those days that when you saw somebody off Coronation Street, it really was weird. It was like that they, you couldn't separate them from the character. Mm. It was like, I am working with Elsie Tanner. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to remember my next line. It was like that, really. Yeah. We were all like it. Everybody was like it. Mm. Oh, there, there were some real greats on the cast back then, weren't there? I mean, who else do you remember making an impression on you apart from Pat? Oh, beautiful, wonderful, what's the name? Oh, um, I, I always forget her name. Uh, the, the, around the Rovers. Um, um, Are you talking about Julie Goodyear here? No, no, I'm going back to... Oh, Doris so, Speed. Doris. Oh, and, yeah, I mean, of course she is. I was struck by Doris. And Doris... I remember walking down the corridor one morning on the way to wake up and she went, Amanda, love, have I got different coloured socks on? I mean, it was, it was, it was like, Doris Speed is asking me. I went, I went, yeah, she said, oh, yes, I thought I had, yeah. I just, I just loved her. I thought she was so brilliant. They all were, though. I mean, I was in love with all of them, really. I mean, I love Emily, Eileen Derbyshire forever. I mean, and, well, just the lot, really. Yeah, <laughs> you have, um, did you have much to do with uh, Jean Alexander and Bernard Ewens? We only crossed over, no, because I, yeah. I think I went the first time and I didn't really, um, I didn't ever really work with her or anything, no. It was, um, but it, it was, even then, it was, it was really quite an experience being sort of part of it suddenly, being knowing, and at the, at the early days, 
they used to play. You'd hear the theme coming up. And right. it was like, when, if you stopped, you had to go, oh dear, it was, it was really, they didn't just, we'll just, we'll just pick up from there. It wasn't like that at all. <laughs> you had to be, had to be on your metal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of other people who were in it um, at the same time as your original stint, and here's a bit of trivia for the listeners as well. Your first episode was also the first appearance of Brian Capron, who went on to play Richard Tillman, because he was a different character back then. He was like a uh, social oh, worker. Really? And he, he was, was related to me, wasn't he, when I was he, dead? Yeah, he came back as your cousin. I don't know, they'll get in anyway, won't they? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, I've never met him either. Uh, Ah, he was he was there. Briefly. Very briefly. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the story's supposed to be that throughout the 80s, Alma was away in Florida or something, but for whatever reason, she came back in um 88. Actually, she was on stage in the West End, the truth be known. I was doing I I was doing some, I was on stage all the time. I know that. Yeah, yeah. So um, you, you came back and um, you, I think after that you spent a lot of time in the great partnership with uh, Gail, didn't you, with, with Helen Worth. Oh, tell me about right. her. Tell me about Helen. Oh, well, darling, I just, that was my favourite part of doing Corrie, was the two of us in the cafe. I loved it. I really loved, I actually loved the whole life of the, being in the cafe, going in and Vinnie the prop man saying, I'll, send you, I'll get you some crispy bacon, I've let it down there. So while I was making sandwiches for everybody else, I was going to anybody came in, do you want to make a sandwich? As <laughs> <laughs> Vinnie the prop man. Um, Vinnie the prop man, if you want bits of trivia from Coronation Street. I love Vinnie the prop man. And not only did he give us the bacon sandwiches, but I was always wanting a bit of um, a bit of sort of Coronation Street memorabilia, really. We were always saying, we need a little bit of some. People used to pick bits, obviously, off the house. And, and, I, and when I went up to do, uh, when Bill Roach had his first thing in uh, the trial, it was in London. Mm. I went to get a car late at night. We'd been filming. They took me down in the car. And Vinnie said, there's a present for you. It's under the tea cloth in the car. And I got into the, into the car and it was a cobble. Oh, really? Wow. So, and, and it was because they'd been putting a, a ramp in for disabled, and they, yeah. when they went to put it back, they couldn't fit it in. So there was one spare cobble. I have got it. I don't know how many people have got cobbles from Coronation, from Coronation Street. No, not, not cheap. Too many, no. no. I've got one. I can, I can actually tell you exactly where it came from, outside the corner shop, yes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so uh, yeah. tell me more about Helen anyway. Helen. Oh, I mean, Helen, I just love working. With, I just love working with Helen. Mm. We are occasionally in touch, but oh, yeah, I was going to ask that. I'm just going back to London next week, so um, I will. I will go. You're not. You're not in it at the moment, are you? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, I just. I just love working with Helen altogether. I mean, we did actually form a rather good relationship. We were really upset for real. Yeah. The last scene we did in the cafe, when we had to have a, an argument, fighting scene, when I was leaving, we actually both cried. Oh, I, I mean, we did. It was you, you were in with her for about 13 years or so, weren't you? Also, yeah, and it was sort of like we, you get it was just Helen was sort of like my other half. You're like that when you're doing the show. Mm. The person you're working with is the person that you, please God, you happily form a good relationship, which thank goodness we did more than that. Yeah. And it was all the funny things you knew. You knew if there were any props, like Helen couldn't open big tins of beans. <laughs> So you would always see if there's a big tin to be open. I'm doing the big tin. There were various things that you knew that 
the other person was good at. And it always used to always used to make me laugh when we had to do when we had to do any of those things. Mm. So she can talk and beans. She can do everything else, but she can't drop big tins of beans. No. <laughs> it's so funny that her character's still in it for, for all this time later, because I think she's only Ken Barlow oh, in more episodes than, yeah. than Gail. And, it's incredible. Yeah. What do you think it is about the character of Gail that's kept her going for so long? Well, somebody once said to me, uh, uh, the week when I first went into it, and I was, didn't know I was being there for five minutes, two minutes and what, and they said, You've really got to be what a hook. And I thought, did they mean, you know, I didn't know what they meant. And he said, you've got to be a hook. You know, you've either got to have a family, because yeah. then you've got all the hooks, but you but really you are there to make, particularly bring a new person in, you are there to bring a life back to another character that's probably got nobody to talk to anymore. Yeah. that's what happens in the street they're either in prison or they're dead or they're minute by a car or murdered <laughs> so they lose their hooks so uh, when somebody comes in they hope that that person will be and i think at the moment um tony is doing that brilliantly mm. um, and and helen always had hooks because she had a family and it all worked with all with all the various yeah. stories so then it goes on and you and they have children and so you, your hooks remain I think if you get married to somebody or like that, and then they go or something happens, you don't you don't have any hooks. No. So I think the people that have longevity have always had that family background, and they are very good, or else they wouldn't be there whether they had hooks or not. But that I think is part of of um, I don't know what else it is, darling. Good yeah, fortune. No, you're right. You're, you're right. The, the the Platts are a real kind of legacy family now, aren't they? And they've got oh, yeah, the, all over the, the place. The, the Marlows and the Platts, you know, you won't be able to wipe them out. They're, sent, they're more coming, you know, down the line. I mean, uh, yeah, more, yeah. Here come the Platts. Yeah, baby. <laughs> now, someone else who I knew you worked a lot with um, in the cafe was uh, Jill Summers playing Phyllis. I oh, mean, yeah. what was she like, Amanda? Oh, Darn it, and we stayed together at the Midland Hotel for fun. Oh, she used to make me come downstairs. She'd be at the Midland, and I, I'd have gone. I'd have had a swim, and I'd gone to bed. And Jill Summers was like, Amanda, get your ass down here. What? There's somebody in they, they, they own a, um, a factory that makes toys. You can get a free meal. Get yourself down to them. Get yourself down to the, the French now. Come on. Get your, I said, don't want to be. Get yourself down to the French now. She said, the funniest thing she ever did, which was awful, because I saw Joe right up to, her, to when she died, and you did hear her, what supposedly were her her last lines in life, did you? No, what? I believe this is true. So if, if it's not, she wouldn't mind. They uh, When she was really at the very end and she hadn't been conscious, and they came around and they said, um, would, you, would you like a drop of brandy? And she went, no, she said, would you like a drop of tea? <laughs> no. Would you like a drop of water? She said, oh, I guess better, doesn't it? And, and more or less went straight. But she did a terrible thing. It wasn't terrible, but it is quite funny. And it really, it's only funny because it's her and she wouldn't mind. Yeah. We were standing there waiting to go in the cafe, the two of us sitting next to each other, going to do a scene. Oh, I said, I don't, oh, Amanda, love, I don't feel, I don't feel right. And I said, you, shall I get the nurse? No, I don't want the nurse. I don't know, you know do anything can she do it? i said no i mean are you serious you're right joe all right i mean are you all right i don't feel well 
hold my hand, I think I'm going. And I said, you, you, you can't be going now. Just hold my hand. I'd like to hold your hand if I'm going. I said, Jill, we're sitting on the set. We just out of shot. I said, please let me go and get some. I mean, it went on like this. And I said, eventually, I think I can't remember who the director was. I said, can we have you two in shot? And I'm going, shall I tell them? She said, oh. And she sat in front of me and she did the scene. And I said, I said, I'll tell you something. If you had died in that place right now, I would never have ended another coffee scene because all I would have been able to remember <laughs> was you sitting in that chair. And she did. It wasn't long after she was really ill, but that, mm-hmm. I'll never forget going on for a scene with somebody who's actually just informed me. They think they're going, and will I hold their hand? I mean, Crikey. it's not like what the viewers think when we do those shows at all. <laughs> no, I, I had heard that Jill was quite a character off screen, even naughtier oh, than her herself. Yeah. Oh, she was. She was great. She was so. She used to make me, she made me laugh. There are things that I couldn't possibly tell you that used to absolutely kill me. She used to be wicked about everybody and she'd just say it and it just come out. Oh. So apart from Gail and Phyllis, I guess, the, the, the character who Alma's most associated oh, with is Mike. Uh, Let's talk about Mike. Did you Mike what, Bowling. Well, I, I think he was very much like his character, actually, if the truth was know. Oh, I think he was. I think it was just an extension of Johnny. I'm mm. sure it was. It was the 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 business, the businessman, and the car, and the you know, yeah, yeah the big, the big guy. Yes, I mean it was that was Johnny. That, Johnny on and off. That was yes, absolutely. Yeah, we got on like a bomb. We did have various areas of which I were not going to that we didn't agree about at all. Yeah. But to work with, we were really good. Yeah, 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 very good. Had you, had you had anything to do with him on your first stint on the show? Because he, he predated no, everything, I don't think didn't he? No. no, I think he came into the cafe once. Mm. It was, it, <laughs> I always like my stories about him in the cafe because he used to, um, I'm dyslexic, so I totally understand this, but he used to come into the cafe and I remember one scene he came in and he went, he was supposed to come in and I said to him, would you like a fried, nice fried breakfast? Mm. And he said, what he was going to have. That was the scene. And he came in and I said, oh, do you want a nice fried breakfast? And he went, no, I just want Mazzoli. And they went, cut. <laughs> he, what? What do you mean? What? I went, uh, the, the, he said, he said, good. Went again. Would you like a nice fried breakfast? No, I just want some Mazzoli. He said, what in God's name is Mazzoli? <laughs> Musily. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. We did about five takes, and he still insisted that he was right. You know, it was not, no, it was Miss Oli, definitely, definitely the Miss Oli story. We had a few of them, yeah. <laughs> so, what, what, do you think you made, had... what do you think made Alma and Mike such an iconic Corrie couple then? I didn't even know we were. I'm oh, one of those definitely. people, I, I'm one of those people that did it and thought nobody was watching. I was always amazed. Well, I, just thought, I thought it was like homework. You went in there and you did what you had to do. And when you'd done it, well, I'd go home. Yeah. And then I forgot that everybody, everybody watched it. I never thought Alma was that popular. I really didn't. Honest to goodness. I thought, well, I'm not being funny or anything or thing. I, I never thought they were very, the public had been very nice to me. I was very kind. I think we were a good, I think it was good because 
it didn't get over sentimental and sloshy. No, it which didn't. I never, which I never think works. I personally don't think works with older people anyway. Mm. Although we weren't that old, I used to say we're getting near being the wrinklies. We're mm-hmm. over. And I think there was a slight sense of humour that, that although he did mistreat her, she never really went, she did sort of stand up to him, or at least I made my dialogue sound as if it was standing up to him or something. <laughs> and we did have, we did, I mean, we did have, we did, we were born the same week, uh, Johnny and I. Oh. So there was always, we always had a lot of laughs off because he, he, he could never think that life had gone on and we were now where we were. Because, mm. I mean, he still thought shirts were 15 and six, you know, he had things like that. You'd go, or he's, he'd suddenly say to me, somebody who I'd forgotten years since, you know, what do you know what Sansa's doing now? I'd go, have no idea. I haven't heard that me- name mentioned since 1958. What are you talking about? <laughs> there was, so there was a lot of that between us. So we'd known, and we both did, you know, carry on. So we both, in fact, there was one night when I, he rang me in the middle of the night and said, We've worked together. And he got, I don't know, it's carry on doctor or one of those on. And he was on at the beginning and I was on later and we were both in it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, he, you, you're right about what you said about um, Mike mistreating Alma. He really, really didn't, he? Didn't he? Or, or you know, he'd have stairs, or he'd, he'd just be a git to somebody and then Alma would be guilty yeah. by association. In it, I mean, up to my ears in it, and I mean, you have to question. It wasn't me and my. That was the writers that were doing that to me. You know, you got it in for her. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of sad Christmas, and then there's one interesting bit when I was supposed to be with um, uh, Ken. So they had Ken and Mike both one Christmas. Who Mm. was I going to be with? And apparently, the writers hadn't quite made up their minds. Oh. which way it was going to go. I, I wasn't informed because I never knew what was going on. I just mm-hmm. learned it, didn't it? But I, apparently there was a big argument, which, and then at the very last minute, I think I was going, going towards Ken. And then Ken, was uh, Bill, was genuinely taken ill oh. very quickly. So it was rewrit, rewrit, and, and I was with Mr Baldwin. Yeah, I think I think I remember that that series of episodes actually. Yeah, but it came to a sad end, didn't it? You you split up in the end. Did you think that the split was right for your characters? Well, I mean, whenever it's going all right, they split you up, you know, and then whatever. I don't know. Um, Because you had you had had that uh, that thing with um, Gail's brother Stephen as well. That in between, hasn't she? Stephen Reed. We laughed so much. I was awful. We laughed so much, darling, about that. That was awful. I, that was dread. I was dreadful. And we couldn't start laughing about it. I mean, you. There were lots of things in Curry you didn't stop laughing about. You went. That's really funny. There are a few Curry stories that I would love to tell the public. They're either far too blue to tell <laughs> because you couldn't say it even now on television. Yeah. Annie Kirkman once did a, a, a flat, I said something the wrong way around, which is probably the rudest thing I've ever heard, but I can't say it, obviously. Yeah. I can't say it. So there you are. But, like, but there were so many funny things that happened. But it was always working at such speed mm. that it's a bit like television is night, that the faster and more it's, you don't have time, you know, mistakes are disaster. Mistakes aren't something that people laugh at or those things. You do it. And if you can't do it, they get rid of you. You really because you can't do it <laughs> yeah 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 um let, let's have a let's have a chat about your uh, your final scenes as Alma then because even though you you and Mike split up or Alma and Mike split up oh, people, uh, 
for those final moments oh. when your bed, doesn't he? I've always thought, darling, it was like, how many people can get in a telephone box or in a Morris Minor? How many people were there on my bed? I, I mean, you're a popular people. character, I told you. What are you all on my bed for? And then Audrey has a cheat to tell me at the last minute and goes, oh, would you, can I, I think she has something I would like, like a cup of tea. And to this day, it makes me laugh because they see me dead. And, and But it's always, it's always on Audrey, so... Mm. It's never, and when I, we were, I think I, the only thing I'd ever been up for was best exit yeah. in a, a thing. And I was up for that. And I was beaten by the Yorkshire Terrier. Really? In, was it Emmerdale? I can't remember. The Yorkshire That's Terrier. Right. That I was beaten by the Yorkshire Terrier. I thought, well, next year I'm going to Crofts and I'll see you out of the sea. I thought, there's, there's no way. I, get, I thought, I never get, I never get, I never expected to get anything. I'm just glad anybody ever employs me. I've just finished pantomime, by the way. Fire terrier, honestly. And that, that was a great well, scene as well. That was that was like yeah. a dry eye in the house sort of scene, wasn't it? Well, I, I, I didn't know it was they were all glad to get rid of me, really. But, yeah, they were all there. And whenever you show this, all you can see is my nose in shot and Audrey going, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> all right, Tom, I can't remember what she said now. She had a couple of those. We once collapsed laughing. Oh, I shouldn't. Oh, they're terrible. Oh, Sue and I over doing those things because we had, she was so good to play with. I mean, I love Sue Nichols. We didn't mention mm. her. Oh, I'm absolute both. to die for both her and Hella. I mean, absolutely love them to bits. Mm. But I mean, I remember we were at the height of my story, which I had so many problems with about doing stories about cancer. And when mm. I said to her, she said to me in one scene, I'll get you a strawberry yogurt. And I absolutely collapsed, both of us on the floor laughing. I said, I'm dying next week and I don't think that a strawberry yogurt is going to be much good. It's not, it's beget, you get very upset during those scenes. So if something happens that's funny when you are upset, you do laugh because it all comes up. So there was a bit of that, not usually. Anyway, I, I diverse, I've gone off, off track. I've gone off peace now. Don't worry. And I'll and I, and I tell you, Barbara Knox, you see, I love, I love Barbara, I loved all of them, Arlene and Barbara, yeah. yeah. Would you have liked to have a happier ending then? I'm kind of getting those vibes. What? Would I have liked a happier yeah. ending? No, absolutely no. not. Because I had gone to them and said, I mean, I'd waited about three years to go, have the guts to go. I nearly said, well, I'm still young enough because I wasn't young then, for Christ's sake. I mean, go, because I didn't have a family yeah. or any hooks. No, no. So the best they could do with me, which I was passing myself by date then, would be to marry me off or have some creepy affair. Mm. And, and that I didn't want as an actress to do. No. You know, it's no gone, gone. If 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 it was not going to be with Johnny and that that relationship, then I I would didn't want. It. So I've been waiting, to sort of go. Oh, I've got to jump off into the cold water of the world and go back and see if there's anything. Well, I have worked a lot actually since then, so I did the right. You're very busy. Quite <laughs> busy. Um, so I was waiting, but I did say when I said I was going, I did say, please feel free to kill me, because I knew that temptation would be forever there mm. and of course it's never the same when you go back and it's all different and and a certain age for goodness sake I don't know how old I was then I can't remember I'm very old now very old now don't just hold my face up dude <laughs> I could do the last bit of the like I should have 
<laughs> I don't know what I look like today. I've just finished pantomime and got COVID. So, I, I mean... So, no, we've yeah, both got I'm COVID doing... together, haven't we, me and you? Well, well yeah, we got COVID yeah. together, yeah. So <laughs> I, I have just finished doing two shows a day for the last... Um, well, I'm just, I was six weeks up there, yeah. So, I mean, it was right for me to leave because yeah. otherwise... I don't, I mean, they, they, I'd have had some creepy affair. That would have been it. It would have been horrible. Yeah, yeah no, and I think a clean break you know, times the way. Get out, darling. Get out while they still, they can still tolerate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, public, for still tolerating me. I'm very, very grateful. Now, I know, um, someone, who, I know someone else who we haven't talked about yet. Um, the Don Brennan story with Jeff. <laughs> I love that. I thought that his all of his final stuff was brilliant, and Hamill was so tied yeah. up in that, wasn't it? Yeah. Driving into the well, canal and everything, and then getting well, driven. Night shooting. We did a week of night shooting, which we entered the studio sort of half past three, four o'clock in the afternoon, and shot all the way through the night until the birds started coughing in Manchester, mm-hmm. and then we knew we had to. We heard that little first cough of the bird, and we finished. It was the worst weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember hanging onto tufts of earth, being dragged up a thing, and me and Margaret, the camera were facing, going, "What are we doing for Christ's sake?" <laughs> and there were all those night shoots. I love that story. That that, that it was story. Great. Yeah, yeah. To see, oh, to yeah. see Don's decline because I think you know back in the in the eighties, Don was a kind of fairly decent, normal guy, wasn't he? But they they really did. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. If you're in Coronation Street, no. I was saying last night, how, how many murders, how many people have they got in prison? They might just move it all into like bad girls or something, just move it all in. Because every, every time you turn around, there's somebody else, somebody else dying. I watch it religiously. I said, I've got to watch the family. Oh, yes, I'm, I record it and I watch it. I go, I just catch up with the family. And Bill, I mean, Bill, you see, they have about Bill. Bill's a terrible giggler. Is he? She's a terrible giggler, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spill the dirt on all of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so, so what are some other kind of speaking of giggling, other fun memories that you've got? You must, you just must have so many anecdotes. Well, a lot of them, as I say, I, you can't repeat can't because repeat. you you can't believe what people say by mistake, and you go. <laughs> I'll never be able to tell that story because it's absolutely too outrageous. Yeah. Um, there are quite a few of that ilk which are untapped. But I think it was mainly over silly things that you got a thing about. Mm. I mean, and there was there were stupid things in Corrie that people never realized. I remember Brian Mills had a passion when he was in when we were cooking in the in the um in the cafe. Yeah. If we had cooked your fried breakfast, which it always was, that would we get nearer to the pan? And you say, well, it's a big pan, it's full of bacon and things. And they're all going ping, ping. And he's saying, no, get near. And you thought, the public don't know. I'm actually <laughs> saying these lines with hot fat going into my face. I'm trying my best not in any way to register. And the night shoots we had, when we had night shoots. I remember, um, oh, that was funny. Um, what's his name? John Savadon. Mm. We, were, we were in Lime Park doing a night shoot, which literally it was by this time, three o'clock, four o'clock, or whatever it was, we were out there doing this night shoot. And um, he was up on a high rocky bit of thing in Lamb Park. And I know Lamb Park well, because my, we had a, my mother used to live in a cottage just on Lamb Park. So he was up on this thing 
And we, we, we keep everybody going. Jazz Sovereign and I were singing songs from musicals, which yeah. we've been in. So we were doing that, singing song. And he was up there and he got two big lights next to him and we were down at the thing. And I suddenly went to John, and he never took a note of anybody. So John, and behind him, there was this huge rutting stag came up. <laughs> and, and we were all going, John, stop singing. It's not funny anymore. At John Sabaton, they drove actually around for his life in the end. There were there were loads of silly silly things you have, but not so much in the studio. That you always laugh in the studio over the most ridiculous, personal, yeah. silly. But I could never because a daughter and another one, but I did all those sort of things. I could never. I remember when um, Curly Watts was off, and they said to me and Emily. Alma and Emily, will you sort of ad lib the lines that because we come and had time to write in you taking over? Yeah. And when she started ad libbing, I was crying because she went off on because she's wonderful that way, went off on a sort of tangent. And she was so sincere in the part. Well, I couldn't work with her when I when I if I, I don't look at her, she's coming over you to the room, it's going to laugh. <laughs> but I would see her feet coming. <laughs> there were things like that and things like in all the years of incarnation I could never remember which way the, the rover's door opened so I used to say <laughs> going first going first when we were setting so and whoever I used to just shove Johnny or Sue it was usually Sue or Johnny in first and to the, the day I left I was still going hitting it the wrong way and everybody is stopping. So I think that's one of the reasons they didn't ask me on the live broadcast. Me, who's been on stage all my life, they went, I don't think we'll have Amanda on the live broadcast. She's not reliable. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm perfectly reliable. I'm glad they didn't because I know something would have happened. Yeah. I simply know that it would have been me on the whole set going, sorry. And watch it live when it was on. Oh, yes. I think I was there, actually, the first one, sitting uh. there. Like one of the unreliable people, not allowed to go on. And that was a bit much. I don't think that I, that particular producer didn't like me very much. I don't think yeah. that, that, that happens to all of us. But the person who I think had the hardest job in that one was uh, Liz Dawn because she had to lie in the hospital bed for the whole of the hour, didn't she? Um, unconscious. Brilliant. That that's my favourite. I like doing Holby City and the other thing. When you go in and you get wheeled around in your bed all day and people bring you cups of coffee and then you mutter a few lines with the thing up your nose. Know, great acting. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the older you get, you go, oh, good. But, but I mean, I did prove them wrong by having done my pantomime. I thought, right, I'll get back out yeah. there and enjoy it. So, but really, those older parts, can you A lot of death scenes. Yeah. yeah. I know someone else who um, we haven't talked about who you had some scenes with um, towards the end, um, Julie Hesmanhouse, because the Almer and Haley relationship was real, wasn't it? When you say it, you see, I forget. I didn't forget. Yes, because she had a bit of a thing on me. And she, she yeah. told me, I was the to tell, and I was her lady, whatever you are. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Yes. But, oh, yeah. And of course, oh, Roy. Oh, dear. I look, I. Adored him. I, I, I mean, David was, I mean, I think he's oh, such a wonderful actor. He's still going as well. Every hook in the world there, darling, just with everybody. Just brilliant, you see. He's, he's, isn't he wonderful? I know, he's so, so good. And it's lovely so bringing in, um, in, in Nina recently as well to give him that, that extra hook as well. Oh! Yeah. Him. 
you see, he got to have the hook. Yeah. I did yeah. a bad thing to him though, because when we were having this row about me leaving the cafe, Helen and I were having this big sign. It did get very emotional because we were crying. And I swept out, and but I didn't mean to do it. I went, ah, so I went through the door and I knocked the big uh, boiling hot, <laughs> hot water thing all over David. I, went, I, didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I went, honestly, I didn't mean to do that, David. It was, I was, my acting had gone a bit of an unreliable. Time. Yeah, there we go again, isn't it? Oh, uh, here she comes, what has she done now? Yeah, but no, no I was perfectly reliable. <laughs> but I was glad I wasn't doing it. Yeah. Going back to the, uh, back to the Haley thing, that was obviously yeah. um, a, a story about the LBG, LGBTQ community, which yeah. you were secretly a part of at the time as well. Secretly? Um, My God, every week. Would you come up to the office? They're going to, they're, you're coming out. Oh, my, oh, yeah, they've got this thing on you. You're go, I spent a fortune on solicitors and things because believe me, if that had happened to me at that time, mm. they would not have kept me in Coronation Street and I was stand by. Yeah, not because of them, but because of people who should be named who would have said, oh, I'm not working with her. Yeah, I mean, so, no, I fall about and I said, Hold on a minute. Are they opening a gay club in Coronation Street now? I mean, what's what's going on? <laughs> I mean, how many are there? They're coming out. Why didn't they all come out when I was there? So, so quickly, haven't I you? could have had so many hooks if they brought, uh, made me come out. You could. You could. <laughs> oh, just a bit too early, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was ahead of again. <laughs> so since oh, yes, Cor since Corrie, which already followed pretty illustrious career, I have to say, nobody would have blamed you if you'd taken a well earned break. But since then, you've done you've done your Celebrity Big Brother, you've done your Benidorm Doctors, your Punch Gordon Ramsay. Is it important for you that you keep as reliable, active as you can? Might hit somebody, bad girls. I always forget bad yeah, girls. Yeah. I always forget that. And then I the went to oh, the last things I was doing before lockdown, I was on the canals going down the canal with an eater and I went to India. Yeah, I did. Yeah, of course. I did. You just keep busy. Is that important yeah. to you? Well, yes, I've never been ambitious. That's the point. I remember Dora Bryan saying that to me. She said, oh, no, never. I'm just do the next job that comes. I'm exactly the same. I've never had any ambition. I never sought myself out. I've never thought about it. And then way, somebody rings up and says, oh, I thought, oh, it won't be any good. That's how I got into doing pantomime this year. Yeah. Three um cosmopolitans in the ivy and they were talking hillary's plays they're they're putting on the management and then they said oh go on do it go on do it so cosmopolitan went, oh yes okay i'll do it <laughs> that, that that is that is how i have always treated i don't think i never think of it as a career i always think it was working i'm yeah. a i'm a working actress that pops up every now and again did you enjoy your panto then do you know what? I dreaded doing it, so I said I'd done it. And actually, that audience were so good to me. Oh, and good. So, uh, I had a ball. It was hard work. Yeah. But then it is, and one knew that. But yeah, I had a ball. And, and I had a really good experience. And thank you very much, audience, and there did that. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So just before we finish, talking about the stage, we, we really must give a plug to, to your partner Hillary's new stage play. Not least because it's oh, going yes. to be yes, Hawley, yes. isn't it? So, uh, yeah. yeah, Richard Hawley's going to be starring in it. What, what can you tell me about it? Uh, well, I can't, I can't tell you. I can't tell you about it because it is a thriller. Yes, Because of course. she's very good. Let's give the secrets away. 
I can't go to sleep with the way, but it is a very, very good thriller. Mm-hmm. And so from that point of view, I won't give anything away. And of course, it's got in it ex Corrie. Yeah, Richard Hawley is going to be in it. Yeah. So Richard, his, I can't say name, but I'm, I'm hopeless on everybody. It's one thing I can't do, unreliable on names. Um, yeah, so Richard's going to be in it. Um, it is because that was how it happened before with me going into that theatre because Hillary's play was going in and then it didn't because of COVID. So I did the pantomime as a sort of, uh, uh, and then now we've gone back there in April, God willing now, to where it kicks off again. It'd be yeah. great. So yeah, yeah. Now, speaking of a great Corrie death like yours, Richard Hawley, he also had a pretty good exit last year as well, didn't he? Did you uh, see him? In the yeah, film? that was good too. Yeah. Yes, I'll be able to see him and go, high five. Curry deaths, baby. We're, <laughs> we're in there, aren't we? Yeah, up there with the big, the big deaths. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Amanda, it has been absolutely lovely speaking to you this afternoon. Thank, Thank you. you. Coming to the podcast. Absol- really Absolutely pleasure. Enjoyed it, and we love to all Curry watchers and all Curry and Curry forever. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, best of luck with uh, whatever project you got coming up next as well. Yes, I'm doing a little, two little bits of things. That's all at the moment. We, yeah, I'll just wait and see what happens. Yeah, in my usual fashion, yeah. just you keep my fingers and do what I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, ta-ta then. See you. Much love. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. Bye.